We pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, Lord, our hearts, our souls, the fertile soil that you speak of in the gospel, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. We've heard this gospel passage many times, the rich man and Lazarus. and The question maybe for us today is, why didn't the rich man help Lazarus? Why didn't he help him? He was there at, in front of his door, lying at his door every day, and he clearly had lots of resources. It says he dined in, in purple garments. So purple garments at the time were the most expensive ones because of the color, how to get it that color cost the most money. The, the food that he was eating says he didn't dine sumptuously like sometimes every day. It's feast. So why didn't he help him? I would propose that the rich man never saw Lazarus. He never saw him. You might say to yourself, well, what do you mean he never saw him? He, he maybe he probably stepped over him multiple times and he's lying at his doorstep every day. Of course, he physically saw Lazarus, but he did not see him as another human being created in God's image and likeness and worthy of love. He physically saw him, but he did not see at the heart and the core of who Lazarus was, another human being worthy of honor and respect and love. You know, yesterday we had the vigil mass before the football game, and you know, everybody who came to that mass were going to be leaving here and walking across campus and going to the stadium. And that walk from Christ the King to the stadium, you're going to see lots of different folks, right? Doing lots of different things. And I challenge them and I challenge us as we go out into our daily life. Are we seeing Lazarus? Are we seeing every single person that we come across as a person created in God's image and likeness? No matter what they look like, no matter what they wear, no matter how they behave, no matter their political affiliation, even if they're a Bama fan, right? <laughs> Do we see them? Can we see them as created in God's image and likeness and worthy of love? Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, Father, now, now you're saying, like, just let people do whatever they want and there's no consequences. That's not what I'm saying at all. There's clear morality. There's a clear moral code that the Lord has given us in the gospel. And, so there, and there are consequences of that. St students here who don't study and uh, don't make good grades, like, there are consequences of that. We're not just, like, handing out A's, right? We commit a crime, a minor crime, a serious crime. There are certain consequences of that. 
But the importance here is whatever the consequences may be, an F on the test, someone going to jail, that they are treated with honor and dignity and value as a human, not as an animal, as a human. But first we have to see them that way. Can we see them? Jesus says even, love your enemies. Like, what? Wait, what? Love my enemies? Forgive? And it doesn't mean that we're like warm and fuzzy all the time in these things, but I have to treat them with honor and dignity. I have to desire their good in whatever circumstances are there and choose their good, whatever circumstances that are present. Now, why is it that we have a hard time seeing people this way, seeing them as another human? Now, there, there, there are lots of reasons, but I go back over and over in my mind, and maybe you've heard me preach this before, but like in the 60s, there was this philosopher, Joseph Pieper, and he was talking about the human person. He says, we are losing the ability to see. Like the human person is going blind. And he, didn't, he wasn't talking about physiological sight. But he's saying the ability to see the true nature and the depth of the thing in front of us, particularly of the human person. Like we can't see past the externals. We're just so flooded with the externals that we can't see the depth of the interior before us. And so that's what he said. He said there are reasons for this, but the, the main reason he proposed was that there's too much to see. We just go from image to image, image to image, or sound to sound, and we don't take time to reflect or to pray to penetrate past the exterior. Now he said that in the 60s. No internet, no smartphone. How much worse is it today? Well, I, I could just say to you, I mean, you look at how we communicate or how we treat each other online, just, just simply like that. I mean, it's like, I see this little thing, I notice this little thing, I peg that person, I'm slamming them all over the place, I'm treating them as a subhuman, just boom, 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 you know, Republican this, Democrat that, this person that, blah, 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 you know, name it all, Bama fan, right? Can we stop and think and pray and ask the Lord for His eyes? No matter what someone looks like, no matter how they act, no matter how they dress, no matter where they are from, they're a human being. No matter if they're aware of it or not, they're a human being created in God's image and likeness and worthy of love, of love. Again, understanding all, we're not affirming sin. We don't want to affirm sin. We need to hold all those things true. But I can do so from a place of love. Or I can do so from a place of seeing them as subhuman. Now we look at today, the rich man, what happened to him? It's just not to say this too heavily, but to hold it in a sober awareness, like a reality before. He was in hell. He didn't sell drugs. And he didn't kill anybody. But he was experiencing eternal separation from God. Why? Because he didn't see the person in front of him and love them. 
Jesus in Matthew 25, like right before us, he says, when people come at the end, when Jesus comes at the end, some will go to heaven, some will be eternally separated from him in hell. And what was the question that he's asking? When I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was naked, when I was in ill or in prison, like whatever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did to me. Whatever you did not do to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did not do to me. Does that mean that good works is going to get us to heaven? No way. Not going to happen. Only the grace of Jesus Christ. But as we come into faith with Jesus Christ and as we come before him seeking continual conversion, one of the fundamental calls that he asks us to do is to serve our brothers and sisters, especially those most in need. And we cannot serve them and we cannot love them if we do not first see them as Jesus himself in the flesh. Mother Teresa called it the five-finger gospel. You did it to me. Jesus himself. So today, as we're celebrating the most holy Eucharist, let us pray for the eyes of faith to see Jesus present here, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And as we grow in faith and devotion to Jesus' presence in the most holy Eucharist, let us leave here and pray for the grace to see him and to love him in every person we encounter. Every person we encounter. And so maybe next time, too, as you're coming to confession, to think not only the things I committed, but the things that I omitted, the things that I did not do that the Lord has called me to do in a particular way to serve those in need. Why didn't the rich man help Jesus, uh, Lazarus, who Jesus himself, right? Because he didn't see him. Why sometimes are we fail to love the people in front of us because we don't see them? Let us remove, let us remove some of the noise in our life and enter into quiet prayer that we can learn and receive the gift of deeper thought, of deeper reflection to be remove the blindness of our spiritual eyes that we can see the people right in front of us and to love them well. One last practical thing as well too, just again, there's so much stuff out there and kind of sensitive ears here today. We know there's material out there that's very harmful, that objectifies people in a very tangible, practical way and teaches us to objectify others. There's a plague of it. There's a plague of it. And so if it's something that you struggle with, come to the sacrament of reconciliation. Come and seek help that the Lord can heal us and restore our vision. So as you leave here, um, you're not going to be walking across campus to Tiger Stadium, at least probably not. Uh, Wherever you go and you see someone and it kind of triggers something like, oh, put that person in a box. Think to yourself, Lord, help me to see them and to love them, to see them and to love them as you in the flesh, in your image and likeness, worthy of honor and dignity and respect. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.